0: man with another episode this is a couple or a couple days before super bowl sunday so it is february 9th yes what's up
1: not what's much up, man? Uh, quick
2: little shout out to the wifey whose birthday is february
0: 11th oh yeah oh super bowl everybody's gonna See be partying for. Her.
2: uh-huh nice and it'll be a pretty chill weekend i'll you know, may go to take her to lunch and then uh you know sit down watch the game yeah. somewhere and you know, hopefully the Chiefs lose.
0: Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know who you're going for now. Uh, I thought we were going to get into that later, but yeah. <laughs> hey, if they could
2: both lose,
0: well, that'd be fine. Okay. <laughs> that'd be funny. Well, happy birthday! Happy birthday! She's turning twenty-three, twenty-five. Which one is it? Somewhere in there. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, add a decade to twenty-five. <laughs> 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 that way, I'm not saying the real age.
0: We won't. Yeah, we won't say. We won't go any further on that one. We don't want to get you in trouble. Um. Well, I stayed but there uh
2: 35
0: <laughs> <laughs> but update on you man you're you're out for a couple been a couple
2: weeks and might be longer
0: man what's up with you
2: man you know the person getting old and you know stepping off a truck wrong and then uh the initial injury happened in the middle of November kind of stepped off the truck popped the knee missed a couple shifts and then uh you know almost two months of the day later dropped the fire to him about 10 p.m and jumped up got out of the chair and then popped went straight down and you know, I was like, well that we maybe I just tripped on something and you know, tried to push myself back up, take a step and back down again. So it turns out kinda torn meniscus, PCL and some tearing the ACL. So we're about to see uh on Tuesday what the ortho says the uh the plan of attack is so hopefully the PCL and ACL aren't bad and it'll just be a couple of weeks from the meniscus if they work on it and be back to it.
0: So the ortho is going to tell you more in depth on the extent of the damage. You know that it's damaged. You just got to know the extent of it, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, they did say a complex medial meniscus tear. So Mm. that usually means, okay, yeah, they got to go in and fix it. It's just, you know, is it going to be a few weeks or is it going to be a couple months? But if you add in the PCL to it, if that's bad, then it'll be six to nine months. I'm like, yeah, no, Mm. please, God, no.
0: So we're looking at about a month to nine months. Could be either or, depending on severity, right? Yeah. So, you know, mm. in the
2: meantime, uh, just growing out the beard. Why not?
0: You know, Pretty and wifey likes really it, it, right? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I, My
0: beard never really came in really well. I was more of a goatee guy. It just worked better, and it hit my double, it hit my double chin because um, I can grow it down a little bit closer to the neck. Uh, so I do miss that extent of it but i've am i gotten used to the shave face but i do i do enjoy my facial hair when i'm uh, allowed to grow it out during my vacation and everything but
2: yeah, yeah I was, we got i was looking at our baseball cards that we had in cleveland and you know had the beard and i was like oh wow somebody spilled the salt shaker i was like oh god no
0: <laughs> just from then you got a little white in there huh? <laughs> uh-huh it's funny how you probably had it shaded for so long. You didn't know what it would look like until now, and then you're just like, "Oh my gosh, where did all this uh-huh. come from?" Yeah, I might be. I don't know. I don't want to take the risk now, trying to grow it out. Might be the same way.
2: I don't know. I'll we'll um, see. I'm pushing forty now, so I think that's part of
0: it. Yeah,
2: it could do it. It's eventually going to happen. a four-year-old happen. around every day.
0: That'll definitely do it. That's probably what it's from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but definitely uh, update not for
2: is- being married. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. We're not going to dig two holes, uh, just the one for the birthday. We don't need to dig it deeper. <laughs> but give us an update on um, a tragedy down there in Fort Worth with your uh, your buddies, your coworkers. Um, tell us what happened and give us an update, man.
2: So 2.30 in the morning, they hit a fire town on the east side, working residential fire, which I guess that would have been... Monday, A-shift Monday, so early Tuesday morning, about 2.30. Engine 3 on their way. Uh, we don't know the extent of the investigation or exactly what happened, uh, but Engine 3 ended up actually rolling. They didn't just lay it over. They rolled it two or three times. Um, you know, the uh, the driver had some minor injuries, got out, I a little back injury too. One of the firefighters in the back was out of my class, the fast track of it. Minor injuries, technical arm injury. Uh, one of the other firefighters on the back had um, had some spinal fractures. I think he went through surgery on that. He had his feeling. He was up and walking around the other night. The captain, where the truck came and landed, uh, rested on his side after rolling, had some pretty extensive head injuries, facial trauma. Um... He was uh, reports that I guess he was in a coma for a little bit in the hospital. He came out of it, there was responding later that day, and then I heard the other night that he was actually arguing with the staff that he wanted to get up and walk around. So um, he is out of the ICU. Uh, three of the four guys are at home, but the captain obviously is still in the in the hospital, but he's recovering nicely and everything's trending upwards.
0: Just the fact that he's awake and talking and up and around, you know, uh, shows good sign. Because I think last time we talked, uh, I just heard from you that he was just in ICU and they didn't know the extent of it, the severity or whatnot. But that's good news that he's showing that he's up and around, talking and walking and everything. It just seems like just a matter of time he'll be he'll be up and out of there. Hopefully.
2: Yep. So, uh, uh, Engine Four, who was first on, was actually on that fire ticket as well they heard the call come in about engine three rolling and they broke off from the fire and went straight there. So they were the closest unit. So, you know, a, a lot of the speculation, like if they hadn't got there when they did, it could have been a lot worse because apparently he was kind of agonal breathing when they got there and pulled him out. But uh, but uh yeah, you know, thankful that, you know, there was another, another company close by to be able to, to get there in a hurry and, and do what they had to do.
0: Yeah. And if, no one's ever seen a fire truck up close. Uh, they're pretty big equipment, and to actually roll that thing for it being as boxy as it is, it, it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it would roll that easy unless it was very either really high speed or just a really sharp turn or something happened, you know, to where to build that much yeah. momentum to to actually roll that thing. That's that's a that's a tall order for sure.
2: And, and being on a reserve engine, you know, a lot of people say you know drivers got to be familiar with their trucks and you know when you're on your front line you're familiar with the ins and outs and you know i can't handle this can't handle that
1: if you're on a reserve you know
2: a lot of the reserves are reserves for a reason they, they're past their prime and sometimes the braking system isn't the best sometimes the steering will go a little crazy on you sometimes it gets loose so i mean it could be a culmination of things and or two thirty in the morning somebody could have pulled out in front of them You know, and and kept going. We just don't know yet. There's an investigation. And, you know, even if we did know, we're not at liberty to really say more details about it. But, you know, just thankful that they avoided a real tragedy and someone losing their life or anything like that.
0: Yeah. And for non-firefighter listeners, uh, reserves are just backup trucks for when your normal truck goes down. We pull the reserves out. Usually an older truck that uh, most trucks usually some have some kind of difference to them. I don't know how you guys do them, uh, but each one of our trucks has some kind of small little difference, you know, where it was up to the driver that whoever that truck came onto kind of made some specific things. So every truck usually is different from the reserve. Uh, so not saying that that played a part, but it could have. Uh, that the, the older trucks, like you said, is different, might be a little more difficult to handle just might have a different feel to it and you're just driving a different truck at that high rate of speed could make a big difference something that you've never drove before that might be the first time you drove it so it definitely reserve trucks make it a little harder but they are necessity for fire departments in case you have a truck go down you got something that's ready to take its place
2: yep Um, so yeah i mean looking at the uh the pictures of that wreckage is pretty uh intense i mean you can see what a you know what a wild ride it would have been on the inside. I mean, it hurts looking at it. You know, it's it's. I mean, you go to the Fort Worth FD page on Facebook or Instagram, and you can see the actual wreckage. I mean, it, it's crazy that you can tell they rolled it because I mean, hoses looking like spaghetti, and even the water tank came flying out of the truck. So,
0: I I couldn't imagine being the next on scene. You know, with Coming to see a fire truck on the side, and then seeing your buddies in there, and then the the state that they were in, you know, that would be pretty uh, pretty hard to take. You know, seeing that that extent of the conditions that they were in, and trying to pull them out. I know you're just going to react and do your job, but it's it's a little bit tougher when it's people you know. Yeah. And I just imagine that for volunteer firefighters in these small towns where they run up on scenes, you know, and most of the time it's somebody they know and. Yes. That's that's a different that's a different feeling than just dealing with general public with like, hey, I don't know this person, but I'm going to do my job anyways, you know, the best of my abilities. And then when somebody know it, it definitely takes a different meaning or different toll on you. Oh, for sure. And
2: uh, yeah, that's the nature of our job. We never know.
0: And, yeah, We'll be praying for them. Hopefully the captain gets out quickly and hopefully everybody gets to come back to their job in a due time with uh, no long-term health problems. Absolutely. So since it is two days before Super Bowl Sunday, I don't know if we can say that. Is that. Are we held to a standard of not being able to say it, the big game? Or do we can we say Super Bowl Sunday?
2: <laughs> Whichever. I don't do think,
0: <laughs> We're going to go with Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. Cause I heard like, uh, I think it might have been a, a big show. It was like right after Good Morning America. Or something. It was like Kelly and not Ryan anymore, but her husband. And she said the big game. And she was like, what is that? What is that? Super Bowl Sunday? And they kind of looked at her. And she was like, I don't know what the big game is. Is that what it is? And they are like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if they get fined for that or what, because they can't uh, use it. It's, it's like labeled, isn't it? Trademarked that name, Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, I
2: mean, if they had permission to do it, I mean, I'm sure it's fine. Well,
0: but, she said it on accident. I don't know. She she was like, what's the big game? Is that Super Bowl? <laughs> and they were like, looked at her and
2: they're like, yes, that's what it is. Unless they were just surprised. But, that, they, that, that that. they It could be that too. I mean, it's.
0: It could be that too.
2: I, I don't think you can really hold some hold somebody now for playing Super Bowl Sunday. That's kind of a in general term. Oh, what, what is? Oh yeah, it's Super Bowl Sunday, isn't it? Then everybody be getting. You
0: know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you hear all these people say the big game, you know, because yeah. I think there's some kind of whatever on there, but I don't know how you can stop everybody from saying it, like you said. But anywho, anywho, I digress. Super Bowl Sunday, Chiefs forty niners. Uh, Pretty much, how how did we get here? We had the Chiefs beat the Ravens, yeah. And 49ers beat beat Detroit.
1: Chiefs beat the
2: Bills and the Ravens.
1: Bills and Ravens.
0: and then No,
1: the
2: Chiefs beat the Dolphins, Bills, and Ravens. There
0: we go. Yeah, I know they've had a good run. I I honestly didn't see them make it. Maybe win one game and then maybe lose in the second or third round, but I did not see them making it to... Uh, the Super Bowl, so credit to them, credit to Andy Reid uh, for making it. I just kind of see just the way they played throughout the year. I was just like, man, this team looks different. They don't look like the the Chiefs of old, and just didn't think they really had what it took. But I mean, they're playing their best ball at the right time, and that's and as you know, it doesn't matter during the regular season as long as you make it to playoff mm-hmm. contention. If you can get to playoffs, then anything can happen. So the Chiefs are. Well,
2: the NFL had to put a spin on it because everybody caught on to their, uh, you know, their logo color scheme thing. So they're like, well, we got to help the Chiefs win, you know. And uh, I mean, yeah, they the Dolphins can't play in sub zero temperature. That's
0: the. You know. No, no, they look terrible.
2: But I mean, if you ask me that game against Buffalo and then that game against Ravens kind of looked a little funny because. I'm sorry. The Ravens are a running team, but your running backs only get six total carries or something like that.
0: I'm exactly. Sorry. I saw people complain about that too. Why not stick to
1: your bread and butter?
2: You know, and I was kind of hoping it would have been the Lions after you know Dallas got knocked out. Why not the Lions? Lions and Chiefs. Let, have it, been cool. let the NFL season start the in the way it started with the Lions beating Chiefs. So
0: yeah. I would have been, that would have been cool to see the Lions. I wish Lions and 49ers would have been on different sides and got to see that for the championship. That would have been cool. Uh-huh. But, you know, good run for the Lions. They're, uh, they're going to have a lot of guys back. Um, But, you uh-huh. know, Dan, what's his name? He said this might be our best time to do it, which, I mean, people who don't play sports don't understand that. They're like, why would he say that? Why would he say that? But to understand how hard it is to even get that far, as a sports person that's played, you know, it's like this it might be true. It might be true. That might be your best opportunity to make it to the Super Bowl because you never know what next year brings. You're just – it's just so many unknowns that you don't know. You could be losing guys. You could be picking up, uh, you know, coaching, new coaching stuff, new general manager, you know, anything could happen. So, like he said, he knew that what he had was good, that it could have been a Super Bowl, and that was their best chance because just the future's unknown. So that's why if you criticize him for saying that, I say you just don't – you don't understand the sport then – Or just the the, the severity of how to get there. Yeah, they had a good run. They had a good run. And so we got Chiefs 49ers in the championship. Uh, Like you said, they they were on to them. They had the purple and red logo. Everybody was thinking it was going to be Ravens 49ers. Uh, For you that don't know about it, every logo in the last four years has had two color schemes kind of mixed together, and they've been the – Super Bowl uh, contenders for the last four years have been those colors that are on there, and this year was purple and red, signifying Ravens Forty Niners, because you couldn't have had a Chiefs Ravens because they're two different red teams on the same different sides. And so, like you said, I think they were they were being exposed, and they said, "Hey, we got to switch this up." Uh, What was the other logo? They came up with an alternative logo, didn't they? What colors were those?
2: Blue and red. I got you. Signifying maybe a, a Bill Detroit, minor, Detroit. Or
0: a What about Detroit, Detroit Chiefs?
2: Detroit Chiefs or even Dallas, Bill, Dallas Chiefs. I mean, just these yeah. teams blew in on I mean, it was, you yeah. know, but whatever. I mean, it's all fixed in the end, so.
0: Yeah. So, I think uh, for you, when we did our filling out our brackets and whatnot, I think for your semis, you had Ravens, Bill's. Uh, and then you had 49ers Dallas in there, which Bills didn't make it past the Chiefs in the uh, quarters or semis. Semis, whatever's before conference champion. I don't know what you'd call it. But I feel uh, like conference champions would be semis, so quarters. Okay.
2: So it was a wild card divisional. Divisional. I don't
0: think I don't think it's it's div- yeah, yeah. so divisional. Um, and then you had 49ers and, and uh, Dallas, which Lions made a good run. Uh, I think I had uh, Ravens-Bills, and I had Ravens moving on. And then I had 49ers-Lions, and then had 49ers moving on, which I have 49ers picked to win it all, and I think you had Dallas to win it all. That was um, being a homer, you know. Hey, I totally understand. Hey, it, it was, <laughs> like I said, they looked their best in years to have a good chance of running it. And I think there's a lot of people with you that says, hey, this was a good year for them to do it, and then just, goose egg man just we can go on that too like what what's what's your thoughts on on dallas as a whole since that's your home team what's 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 your thoughts on them
2: um let's see um yeah it all stems to me like the quarterback can't win a big game yeah yeah i mean you could tell from the get-go that he was off it's like oh boy i mean cd lamb frustrated after the first series You know, I mean, let's take a look at it. Dak Prescott, two and five playoff record, worst percentage in NFL history among QBs with at least five starts.
1: Mm.
2: So seventy-three and forty-one record, but eighteen and twenty-four when facing a
0: team with a winning record. So, so um, do you do you think it's just it's just facing better teams, or is it once playoffs he just chokes? I know the playoffs I, 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 bring out the you got the best teams in playoffs. Yeah, Is it that he gets to that
2: elite level. I, I just don't think he can handle the pressure. I think he tries to do too much, and in part, just snowballs away from him. You yeah. know, it's like I think you sent it to me. The Forty Nineers started prepping for the Packers after the second quarter.
1: Yeah,
2: you know, I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. For you can how- make your you can make your offensive run in the second half, but. Where was that the first half? You pretty much had your way the second half, and then it was like, "Oh well, we got nothing to play for, so let's go down and score thirty points."
0: I'd about to say for how the score looked. If you look at the final score, you're like, "Oh, that was close." It really wasn't the whole game. I mean, um, they
2: started making like, the Packers panic. Cause they put their starters back in.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. They were down like what twenty-eight and a half, or maybe more. I can't remember
2: twenty-seven to three or something like that.
0: Twenty-seven to three. Yeah, and then. Uh, they ended up winning by was seven, but it was not even close all the whole time. They just Packers yeah. were playing not to lose at that point, but yeah. then again, it was like if Dallas would have came out first half like they did the second half, they would have probably won by twenty one.
2: I mean you look at it, um, fourteen points off turnovers. One pick yeah, six, there's... another interception on the short side of the field. Well well the defense gotta do better. I get that. But the defense just came off the field. Interception. And, and the, in the defense out there in
0: two plays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The,
2: the the defense can't defense pick six. So what do you expect them to do? Come on, have some feel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's tough because, like you said, to give up that many points though, still as a good defense, that was a lot of points they gave up, like you said. But it was one pick six, and um, what was what the final end up being? you remember? I'm not entirely sure. 40-something to – I can't remember either. But, yeah, they still gave up quite a bit of, of points, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. then again, when your defense is out there, 48-32. So they ended up losing by 16. Yep. But, yeah, so it was 27-7 at half. And then – Green Bay scored another fourteen in the third, with Dallas only scoring nine, and then Dallas put up a sixteen spot in the fourth quarter just because Green Bay was kind of playing, you know, like you said, their twos. They didn't want to get anybody hurt for the next round. Yeah, but yeah, Green Bay was finished ten and eight. I think they were nine or nine and seven before the game started, mm-hmm. and then Dallas was twelve and five before the game started. Yeah, it was like and Dallas then, went
2: away from there. Really, their defense that so they've kind of done all year and you're playing the zone. It's like, at what point do you go away from the zone when you're getting torched?
1: Yeah. Is that dogs all
2: had not had a 100-yard game in two years and all of a sudden pops out four catches for 150 or something like that. It's like, <laughs> hello.
0: Yeah. But then again, did, did Green Bay shut down C.D. Lamb or did Dak just not find him as much? Because C.D. was tearing it up the last two or three games of the season. I like think he was <sighs> the best – player in all NFL last three or four games of, this, of the year and then to go in the first round just not use him or I I, I didn't watch all of it but I didn't know uh-huh. Green Bay just specifically shut him down or Dak just didn't find him
2: no Dak couldn't find him and Dak couldn't get the ball to him there were several times he was wide open overthrow under throw I mean it's mm-hmm. but yeah I, I don't know so you look at the the those 14 points on turnovers I that's a potential 28 point swing yeah you know i'm not saying Dallas would have gone down and and got a, a touchdown or even scored but i mean you can look at the potential as a 28 point swing so you add 14 you take away 14 you know yeah. so it's 46 34 the other way
0: yeah that's a big change shoot just to pick 6 is a 14 point swing you know you can you're going down to drive to tie it and then you're mm-hmm. down 14 before you know it
2: and that pick six was bad. It wasn't even close. It was like, yeah. what are you throwing to?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: He
2: led the defender to the touchdown was what he did.
0: Yeah. So, what's their main problem? Is it a Dak problem? Is it a offensive coordinator problem? Or is it a Jerry Jones problem? Uh
2: Dak and Jerry. Yeah. Jerry, best owner. I would say best owner. Gets his players anything and everything he needs. Um, I think he's
1: He's loyal to a fault,
2: you know. He'll take care of his players, but then he, you know, becomes too familiar with them. Yeah, um, which I get it, and it makes the players love him. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, you know, when when things were going good, you had Jimmy Johnson, who was drafting, who was picking the teams, who was getting it going, and Jerry, you know, he couldn't stand that he wasn't getting the limelight of drafting these players and whatnot and so we see how that relationship ended
0: yeah there's a there's a fine line between managing and owning uh it's almost just like playing and coaching you know there's a fine line between the relationship you got to have there and I was able to see it when I was there at Cleburne you know I was spring training playing I was with all the guys and then when I came on to the coaching staff there was a division there which it's just automatic it's just you got to kind of keep that that line you you yep. can't really be too buddy buddy because then what happens when you have to make that hard decision to get rid of somebody you know yep. or you don't want to be too cold because then you want your players to play for you so there's a fine line between the managing and owning to where you got to do your part as owner to manage the coaches and the managers themselves to where if you're managing too then you you got a whole different relationship with people that an owner probably shouldn't have or just not to that extent Yep. But like you said, I think I think either when he steps down or he might need to try in the next few years just to say, Hey, I'm gonna step back and let somebody else handle. It. I'm gonna hire the best GM. You know, I could see him doing that, saying, I'm gonna hire the best GM and just see how it goes, you know, because if apparently it's not working, you know, what you're doing is not working. I don't
2: well, know. That's when the thing, it's to... so like you had one of the best GMs and Bill Parcells when he was here. That mm-hmm. guy could pick a team and coach it and be just fine. But you wouldn't let him do it,
0: and you see what happened. I think 10-6, 10-6, yeah. and, and, and kicked him out. Yeah. And what – what? I just don't know what it's going to take for him to realize that, you know, to where, hey, I'm just going to get the best guys to do this, and I'm just going to be like, hey, whatever you need, I'll get it for you, you know, and it's just kind of like, I guess, like the, the Dodgers right now, they're just like, hey, whatever you need, let's get it, you know, just kind of fire selling in the good way, in the positive way, going all out to where cool. – go ahead.
2: Sadly, it'll be when Jerry Jones passes away, but he will <coughs> step in, and yeah, and I didn't want to mention that, but that's
0: that's where I was kind of leading to was that that's probably what it's going to come down to for him yep. to step away from the GM p- spot. Um, but yeah, I I'd, I'd, and then if it does ha- when it, if it does happen, and then things flip on ahead and starts going in the positive direction, it it'd be like, man, I wish he would have done that earlier while he was around
2: to yep.
0: reap the benefits, you know of Having that division, just saying, Hey, I'm going to do my job the best I can. I'm going to hire someone to do the GM spot the best they can. And we're going to win us a couple Super Bowls in a row. Yep. But then do you do that with Dak or do you move on? Then they just get signed into an extension or am I making that up?
2: I don't, I think uh, that's what they're going to have to do to free up money because they can't just keep this contract for what it is. Yeah. So I think if you do that, and you put some different
1: stuff in it, then you know, you're
2: uh, allowing yourself to go out and get another QB to groom. You're allowing yourself to go out and get the players that you need.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, they have, uh, not Love, who's the who's the quarterback from San Francisco that they traded for? Uh, Lance. Lance, Yeah. Um, they have him on the bench. I mean, do you start prepping him, let him get some game time? I mean, I don't Maybe, know how well.
2: You spent, what, a second or third rounder to go out and trade for him? Mm-hmm. So obviously you see something there. So why not prep him? I love Cooper Rush. You know, Cooper saved last season, not this season, but the past season for us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Went out, played his heart out. And, you know, if he's under the understanding, hey, I'll say in Dallas as a backup, I don't care. I'll make my five to $10 million a year. Whatever. That's yeah. the easiest job. I'm a Dallas Cowboy and I'm the backup, and I'm going to play a couple games here and there, whatever. Oh yeah, you know. But yeah. you got you got to do something. You got to start grooming because it's been the same song and dance with Dak. Yeah. But then, and once he comes out and he's flat, he's not turning it around anytime soon.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of love, is that it, love is love the answer for the Green Bay? I mean, he looked really good in that. That playoff game and all year I've been every time I watch him I feel like I watch like his negative throws mm-hmm. I'm like this kid looks terrible which then I probably turn the channel and he just does immaculate but Green
2: Bay was the hottest offense I think there towards the end of the season yeah they finally started clicking yes second year players coming in receivers fast strong receivers that are going to get the ball
0: I think on average they were the youngest team in the NFL yes. on average uh, so I mean high potential for them coming in next year and the next three or four years, you know, to to where they – I know they've they've put side-by-side Rodgers and Love stats in the first, what, 20 games or something. They were they were eerily comparable.
2: They did I'm all not, three of them, Favre, Rodgers, and Love. And they're like, yeah, this kid is all, the next Favre and Rodgers.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just from now, from a standpoint, first two, three years, has it been three? I think so. I think he set one behind Rodgers, and then yeah. this is his second full year. Uh, like they said, they compared the first three years to, like you said, those other two and pretty similar, and that's that's not an exact replica of what's to come, but it's an indication, too, of what could happen. So yeah. that'd be cool to see Green Bay back in the spotlight, you yeah. know, building back up. like to see them play the Jets when Rodgers is healthy. That'd be cool to watch. <laughs> See how that goes down
1: But the championship
0: We'll go to that We already know who you're rooting for (laughs) You made that clear Um, You got Chiefs Who kind of are Trying to form a dynasty And if they do win this one I, I think they should be considered a dynasty Just winning three of the last five Is it I think so, yeah. And um, I think they've won the AFC six or seven years in a row, something like that. Mm-hmm. So they've been there, you know, five or six, seven times out of the last eight or something, nine, whatever it is. But that's considered, you know, since the Belichick uh, Brady New England Patriots era, they've kind of stepped up into that role of being the team that's always there. And uh, so you never can count them out. But the 49ers offense just looks like a straight juggernaut. And I don't know how you stop that from Bebo Samuel to Ayuk to McCaffrey to Kittle. And Purdy just got to do – Purdy just got to be average. He's just got to be solid. And they're great. It's when Purdy has – Terrible games is when they're in trouble. But if Purdy just does average, you know, just a nothing fantastic, no MVP numbers, just do your job, go twenty four for thirty five. You know, I think the run game really helped them win their game against Detroit. Uh, They finally they shut down the McCaffrey pulling out of the outfit outfield out of the backfield. Uh, They shut down Debo. I think Debo did Debo get hurt? Am I making that up?
2: Uh, well, Debo got hurt against Green Bay, so okay, he was so he's, in a, a limited fashion, trying to take it easy on him, so he'd be gotcha. definitely ready for the Super Bowl if they
0: won. Gotcha. Yes. So that's that's the danger of them. They got so many weapons that if you do put everybody on Kittle, McCaffrey, and Debo, uh, that left Purdy wide open to just run all day, and that's what hurt. That's what hurt. Detroit, they didn't get the, they weren't able to put a spy in the middle of the field to protect that because they were trying to protect everybody else and and guard them and and Purdy took advantage of it and shoot, I think he had like sixty something rushing yards all year and uh-huh. I think he had like seventy that game or something like that. <laughs> I think he now, doubled I think
2: it. What, what hurt Detroit as well is they went away from their offensive game plan
0: why why do people do that That's Ravens didn't run the ball went away from their offensive game plan uh the Dallas.
2: Detroit was just having their way with that San Francisco offense, and then second half got cute and did. Die. I
0: don't know. Yeah, it was a really good game. Both both uh both uh, championship games were were really fun to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they were back and forth, and I turned it on, and Detroit was up seven nothing with like two minutes off the clock. I was like, this is going to be a good game, you know. And sure, sure enough, it was. And uh, they were back and forth, and Detroit's just like one, you know big play away from tying it up and it was go- it was going to be good either way I was kind of now that fantasy's over with you know I was just kind of rooting for a good game but it was it was good on both so hopefully the Super Bowl ends up the same to where it's close and and not a blowout because those those kind of suck the only the one I remember the most being a blowout was uh Raiders Buccaneers I think it was yeah and the Raiders just got absolutely demolished. It was like 43 to 14 or something. I can't remember that Super Bowl. But, yeah, it's just like I hope there's a game not like that. And then the ones you do remember is the Rams-Titans game, you know, where he's stretching out to the uh, one-yard yep. line and, and yep. trying to make it, you know. And those are the ones that you really remember. So hopefully it's a game like that.
2: So um, who are you picking?
0: I I I've, I've been saying it from day 1. 49ers. Okay. Well, just the okay. way the way they've been building year after year, they've been so close year after year and just picking up McCaffrey, McCaffrey just fitting right in and if everybody's healthy, everybody's good. Uh, and it's just going to take everybody to play a good game, you know. It's going to be it's a Super Bowl. You got to play flawless. Whoever makes the most mistakes is going to lose. But I just think that there's just too many weapons. And I just think, I don't know, I've I've been rooting for the 49ers all year.
2: So it's got the Niners by one and a half.
0: I think it's going to be close, but I think it's going to end up being uh, probably plus 4.5. So I'd probably say by a touchdown or so, it might be 10 points max.
2: The Chiefs are down one of their offensive linemen. Mm
0: Do
2: you think that changes anything? It always
0: does. It always does. I mean... You don't have your first string guy that's in there. That's who got him there. Yep. Uh, it's definitely going to, but now it just depends if San Francisco can put a guy to expose that, that position or so, not.
2: Does it depend on if it's Bosa's side or not?
0: Well, they got Bosa or uh, – not? Pri- is
1: it Pryor? Uh, What's his name from Ohio the, State? The He came from the camp- – He came from Washington, yeah. Uh, Pryor, isn't it?
2: Is it Pryor?
1: I thought it was someone else. I can't remember. He's from Ohio State. I can remember everything about him. Yeah. And can't remember his name. I don't. And I can't even find him on there. But, yeah,
0: I, I've been rooting for him day one. Terrell Pryor? No. No. That's the quarterback. Chase Young. Chase Young. I'm talking about the quarterback. Um, okay, that's where I got prior from Ohio State. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound right, but Chase Young. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, they got Chase Young on one side and awesome. Bosa on the other. I mean, like I said, their defense is good. They got, they're the best all-around team. It will be an upset if 49ers lose, yes. and that's why Chiefs are underdogs. But then again, like I said, you just can't count a team that's that resilient out. You know, they're playing that good. They've had two weeks to prep for each other. You know, Andy Reid's a legendary coach looking for his, what, fourth?
1: Something like that. Fifth,
0: one with the Eagles, and this will be his third with the Chiefs. So fourth. Yeah. One of the few coaches to do it with two different teams. And like I said, I think that just goes to show how good and vital Andy Reid is. You know, you got experience and – Just a guy that can probably bring a locker room together no matter what.
2: Oh, for sure. So here's why I think 49ers have the upper hand. Because they have a guy they can use to mimic Travis Kels during practice. George Kittle. Yeah. So you know they've been using him as their scout team tied in
1: Mm -hmm.
2: to do the stuff Travis Kelsey can do. Oh, yeah. And Niners have some very good, strong, fast linebackers, I think, that'll be able to blanket
0: him. Yeah, I think that's going to be their main key. You've seen during the year the people that shut down Kelsey the most are the teams that beat Kansas City. Yep. And that was on top of their wide receivers missing balls because all they had to do was guard Kels and nobody else could catch beyond them. But if their wide receivers are catching on the outside, it's going to open up Kelsey for a lot more catches. But like I said, I'll take those chances um with my corners you know and you got fast linebackers you know if you're playing zone kelsey's gonna find a hole but like you said with kittle if they've been used to how he plays then they can be ready for him but yeah it's 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 a toss-up man i just for some reason i'm just leaning towards the 49ers just think they got it all um unless they just wanted unless it's scripted for Chiefs to win and Kelsey to propose to Taylor Swift on the 50-yard line. There's
2: rumors she may not even be there.
0: She's going to make it from Tokyo. She's going to make it. I've seen people Uh, already do – they've already done the math on it. Like saying if she leaves right after a concert, it's a so-and-so hour flight. Um, She arrives in L.A. at this time. I think I heard on the news this morning or something They said that the only problem she was having was where to land her private jet because there were so many jets flying in. For the game that that was her main problem
2: oh,
0: yeah first world problems but yeah she's uh she's already generated the equivalent for the brand value 331 million dollars for the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL as of late January that's according to Apex marketing group so that's why they have them in the Super Bowl is yep. to keep keep that uh, money ball rolling downhill Yep, But yeah, he's going to propose on the 50-yard line if it happens. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) So
2: let's change to regular season accolades. Yes. Uh, Let's save the MVP for last. Okay. Let's go to – let's start out with one of the the first of the two controversial ones. Defensive player of the year.
0: I'm already, already livid about it. Go ahead.
2: I'm going to let you take off and run with it. Like you told well, me, explain why.
0: Okay. So there's been some talk that, well, who won defense player years? Miles Garrett from the Browns. Great player, not taking anything from him. But there was another player that outdid him in almost every category except for one, which they were tied in, um, and that's T.J. Watt with Pittsburgh. So if you compare the stats, I don't I don't know what you go by when you elect a player of the year. I thought it was stats, but I guess not. Um, I guess it's now just all a social thing to where whoever brings in the most money or whoever most likable or, you know, it's like it's like uh, all star voting now where it's the most popularity contest. But apparently it's not stats anymore, because if you look at the stats, as games played, Miles Garrett has 16, TJ Watt has 17. Interceptions, Garrett has zero, Watt has one. Pass deflection, Garrett has three, Watt has eight. Force fumbles this is the only one they're tied on, four and four. Sacks, Garrett has 14. Watt has 19. Uh, total tackles, Garrett has 42. TJ Watt has 68. Solo tackles, Garrett has thirty-three, Watt has forty-eight. Assisted tackles, Garrett has nine, TJ Watt has twenty. And tackles for loss, Garrett has seventeen, and TJ Watt has nineteen. TJ Watt leads in eight of the nine stats, which is the ninth one they were tied in. And Miles Garrett gets the defensive player of the year. Travis. Explain that to me. Like I said, I don't know what you go by, what you go by um, what you go by on to vote because if you just look at the stats and don't put the names there, you're gonna vote for the guy on the right every time the better stats, and I just don't understand how that happens
2: it's it it's, it is not okay for the game. it's ridiculous. Uh,
1: yeah
0: i don't know how you get to that point i don't know that's what i don't understand i don't understand it i don't know but i mean but the i just want to know who does the voting is it just a individual group or a group from the nfl or is it you know who votes that's what i want to know who and what are they voting on what criteria Right. Who looks, who looks the coolest when they do it? I don't know.
2: Who has the best jersey sales? I yeah. Who has the best jersey sales? I don't know who
0: does that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either.
2: Let's go. Uh, you know, rookie of the year. I thought was pretty deserved. CJ Stroud. He he, he proved a lot of people wrong. Um. I guess he was the offensive rookie of the year, and then uh, who's that? Will Same, Anderson team. Jr. Same team. Junior. Same team. Yep. Will he Anderson. Rookie of the year.
0: Yep, they swept that rookie of the year. So whoever whoever their draft board guy is, uh, yep. he should get a raise. Yep. Uh, definitely, because I definitely didn't think CJ Stroud would amount to a good first year at least. So he proved me wrong for sure. But Let's see, to how get an offensive he defensive, goes. yeah, usually you got the sophomore slump, which they say. But uh, he's got good weapons around him. I think uh, the only person that had a chance was maybe Dell. Tank Dell to come in and challenge him. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard to beat a quarterback for any accolades because they just are available to put up more numbers. They can run, they can throw, yeah. they do all the above. It's harder when they can accumulate more stats. So it's tough to beat that.
2: Uh, the Walter Payton man of the year, Cameron Hayward.
0: I love this award. I love this award. Um, they hand those out. Those That's the award for a guy that does the most amongst the community. And they usually pick one person from each team to represent for that, right? Yep. And then they vote on it who who pretty much did the most. And mm-hmm. it's just more like a community guy award. And I love that award. And kudos to him. I know that's a big honor for them. And they treat that like something special, which it is. Yep. And I'm just glad that they hold that to a high regard. And so credit to him. Good job. I'm not even going to argue who gets that because I think they all should get an award for it. Yep. Whoever gets nominated on their team, I know they get the sticker but I just think they should get so much more for how much they get back.
2: Yep. You know, um, we're going to hold off on the Offensive Player of the Year because that kind of goes in with the,
1: I guess, MVP race. Yeah,
2: yeah. In which he almost had as many touchdowns as one of the MVP candidates. So...
1: Yeah. Well wow. <laughs> that's funny.
2: <laughs>
1: <coughs> One sec, hey charge you hear my phone's about to
2: die. No, you're good. You are good. <sighs> but I need a, next, get an What's iPad next? as well. <laughs> huh? But I need to get an iPad as well. I know. I Our see internet it on mine and then I uh Google from the phone. And
0: Internet's down and can't use the old Wi-Fi, so we're stuck uh, to the old phone and headphones. And yeah. so I had headphones out. Hopefully that doesn't hurt the old audio there, but we're just gonna go with it, man. What you got yeah. next?
2: All right, the six really uh, MVP candidates. Let's see.
1: Um, one sec,
0: one sec. Though, did you did you see who got a, a comeback player of the year? No. Joe Flacco. Yeah. 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 That gave it yeah. 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 I didn't know. I didn't know if you read that one or not. And I got, I, I was pumped when I, when I saw it. And then they had a coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski from the Browns for going 11 and 6. So, credit to those two. All right. MVP, go ahead.
2: I don't know how Dan Campbell doesn't win coach of the year. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. From the crap show that he turned those lines into, who, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Once again, that's the Homer in me, former cowboy. But apparently, I
0: mean, you know, someone I mean, had apparently someone had the votings for. They're all Browns fans, I guess. I don't know.
2: I, I guess so. I mean, Dan Campbell was the consistent in that offense. We're going for it. We're going for it. We're going for it. We're not backing down. Yeah, yeah people for quest- that game plan all year long.
0: People were questioning for that, but it was like this is just the way the dude coaches. Like he yeah. didn't deep from how he coaches he didn't change one bit
2: and it shows faith in your team confidence in your team I believe in y'all I trust y'all and if uh, what's his face doesn't drop a ball for a first down that's a whole different ball game
1: yeah they'll be back they'll be back alright here we go go for it guess the player okay I'm gonna try
2: Four thousand one hundred eighty-three pass yards, twenty-seven total TDs, which all twenty-seven were
1: passed. No rush. Okay, I'm gonna go no rushing. You said no rushing. That's well, gotta be a quarterback. Uh, who doesn't rush? Is it like a was a golf? No,
0: Patrick Mahomes. Holmes okay oh it's not like no like taking off from the no rushing yards like as not a running back you I was thinking rushing yards like
1: no no rushing rushing
0: okay okay so Patrick Mahomes got you
2: all right this one got the offensive player of the year so you know this Mm -hmm. because it's it's 1,459 rush yards 2,023 total yards for the season Twenty-one total touchdowns, seven receiving, fourteen rushing.
1: My oh, boy McCaffrey there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And- he almost had as many touchdowns as one of your MVP candidate quarterbacks.
1: Mm. And didn't I- finish in the top. I, I, I don't
2: know. Um three thousand six hundred and seventy-eight pass yards. 29 total TDs, 24 passing, 5 rushing. Allen. Lamar Jackson. Dang it. 4,280 pass yards, 33 total TDs, 31 pass, 2
1: rush. Mm -hmm. Let's go with golf.
2: Brock Purdy. (laughs) <laughs> 4,516 pass yards, 38 total touchdowns, in which only two were rushing. Goff is not in any of these, by the way.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. That's, that's what I should start with the list, I had our list right down. Um, only two rushing for that one on this quarterback. Uh, Well, we know it's not Hurts because Hurts has like 15 rushing because all the tush-pushes. Shoot. Stafford?
1: Prescott. Okay. He only had two rushing? Yep. Hmm. I feel like he would have had like four or five. Last one. Okay.
2: 4,306 pass yards, 44 total touchdowns, 15 of which were rushing.
1: It's either Josh Allen or Hertz. I'm going to go with Allen. Josh Allen. Yes, got
2: one. Josh Allen.
1: Yeah. 15 so rushing.
2: Which which one of those got the MVP that really probably shouldn't have?
1: Uh, I don't know who got the MVP, yeah. but there are probably
0: two other that Probably had better overall. Uh, You probably had – Christian McCaffrey would have been my top pick. Mm -hmm. And then listening to Josh Allen's uh, probably would have been second. But I know Lamar took first. Uh, You might have to read both those. Do Lamar and uh, Josh Allen's back-to-back stats, like side-by-side stats. Lamar Jackson,
2: 3,678 passing yards. Didn't eclipse 4,000, in which the other four quarterbacks did. Yeah. 29 total touchdowns and only five were rushing. So 24 passing. Josh Allen, 4,306 passing yards. Got him there. 44 total touchdowns. Got him there. 29 passing, 15 rushing.
1: Yeah.
0: Got him in all sets. So like I said, what do you what do we go by? You know, like mm-hmm. what they should do is just put no names on the top, tell them the stats and or just go by like the BCS bowl, just go by the stats. Just who's got the best stats? What's the yeah. Yeah. what are we voting on then if if it's not by stats? That's what I'm curious about. I mean, yeah. do you do you consider I made my, my team like win like war win over replacement? You know, is that is that um does that Part of the stats they go by, like if Lamar wasn't there, how bad would the team be? Or if Josh Allen went not there? I think if any main quarterback wasn't there, every team would be terrible. But mm-hmm. I guess but I don't know what, stat, what stats the, they go the, by.
2: The only stat that Lamar has Josh Allen in is rushing.
0: Rushing yards, not even TDs. Yes.
2: Rushing yards. Yeah. 821 rushing yards. Allen had 524.
0: Yeah. that That's a quarterback. You know, that's... 800 is a lot for a quarterback, so credit to him. But and to have three or four other stats below the other guy, that should, the rushing yards shouldn't outweigh the passing TDs, passing yards, the rushing TDs, you know? Yeah. So, but my, my clear cut would have been Chris McCaffrey. Yes. Yes. I mean, is it possible to win MVP and Offensive Player of the Year? I mean, uh, I feel like those are the similar stats.
2: I think they're similar. I think basically if you don't get and you should have, then yeah. Yeah. So, your man Jared Goff 4,000 <laughs> <Three 5>, times <laughs> 4,575 passing yards. He's over
0: 4,000, we're good.
2: 32 total touchdowns 30, 30 were passing. Yeah. But your man, your boy
1: wasn't Considered really
0: Really? who are the top quarterbacks considered? Lamar Allen,
1: Uh, let's
2: see, Lamar Dak, Brock, Josh, Patrick, Stafford, CJ Stroud.
1: They put CJ in there above golf,
2: yeah.
1: I mean, he had a good year, I just didn't know he had a better year
0: than golf. I don't think he did. That's what I'm saying. Why? What are we even keeping stats for if it's not even for anything? What are we keeping it for if it's not going to be?
2: Matt Stafford, 3,965 passing yards, 24 passing touchdowns. I don't know how many total.
1: Let's see. Which is
0: still more
2: than Mar Jackson.
0: True. Yeah, I don't know. Did they go by? They probably went by quality wins with him. Like he led over the Forty ers He beat the Chiefs, I think. And like they, they did have a good run there for like three or four straight games, where he looked really good. And they're like, "Oh, that sealed his MVP fate," you know, this and that. And I'm like, "Well, if you look over the whole year, MVP's over the whole Player of the Year, not a, yeah, not most valuable player, most valuable player of the last three or four games, but." Man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like I said, it's all the stats. Why keep them if we're not even going to buy them? If you, if you're getting beaten out of ten stats, and then the tenth one you tied with a guy, and you still lose that spot, like that's a sham. Yep. So, man, that's already crap. You gotta go soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll cut to uh, if we're done with football talk. We got a quick segment on uh, NFL. And we got our NFL, sorry NHL. (laughs) I'm talking. They replace a letter. We got a quick stint in NHL. We got Bryce. Uh, We're going to do that interview right now. Cut to it. All right. Welcome back to the show, Bryce brother. How are we doing, man?
3: I'm doing really good. It's been a while. It's been a while.
0: It has been a while, man. It's uh, we're about halfway through the hockey. Uh, season here we're just now getting to you so sorry about that we've had a lot going on with football and everything and and finally decided to get you on here <laughs> should have had you on hey, sooner we probably got okay. you back
3: hey, this is probably like the best time it's, it's all-star We all-star all-star bye week so
0: yeah they started yet or they got like one more game
3: no all teams are done are done now
0: okay so we're officially in the all-star break halfway through the season of nhl and uh, with our, our current rankings, we're going to jump right into it with our current hockey stadium rankings. In the uh, East Atlantic Division is Bruins, Panthers, and Lightnings. Uh, Bruins have a 31-9 win, win-loss win ratio. Uh, Panthers with a 31-14. Lightning, 27-18. And then on your East uh, Metropolitan uh, Division, you got Rangers sitting at 30-16. and 16. Hurricanes at 28 and 15 and flyers at 25 and 19 um, What's your perspective on the east so far?
3: I have to say like it's been a lot like a big up up and down um, journey but the fact that Boston's up there again is just crazy even after losing um, bridgeron. Um, and crazy, it's crazy that they're still fighting up there for the first, um, place.
0: Yeah. And for our hockey fans, if they don't remember last year, what was Bruins? Uh, weren't they the ones that were like 40 something and, or 50 something and 12 or something and ended up losing first round? Exactly. The president's trophy curse. Yeah. Um, when did they hand that trophy out at the end of the regular season? Okay, so um, Bruins are kind of in the same spot they were last year, hopefully with a different outcome. Uh, They're hoping for a different outcome than a first-round bounce. Uh, But, like I said, 31-9 and I think is the best record in the NHL right now, currently at the the All-Star break.
3: That is correct.
0: Um, So uh, we'll go to the west. We got in the uh, central part the Avalanche setting at 32-14. and Can I take over? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. You got it. Uh
3: Okay, so we have, right now in the Central Division, we have the Avalanche at uh, 32 wins, 14 losses, 3 overtime losses. They have currently a 3-game a win streak going on. Then we have, of course, the Dallas Stars, <laughs> um, who are sitting at a 30-13 and 30 wins, 12-13 uh, losses and overtime losses, and they also have a three-game win streak. And then we go down to the Jets, who are a team that's been up there and up and down, up up and down this season. But they also have um, 30 wins like the Stars. Um, They have 12 losses and five overtime losses, and they are sitting at a three-game losing streak. And then we go down to the Pacific Division, where we have the Canucks with a 33-11 and five record, with a one-game um, winning streak. Got the Golden Knights with 29 loss, 29 wins, 15 losses, and six overtime losses, with a um, with a one-game losing streak. And then you have the Oilers at a 29-15-1. Um they have a, a whopping sixteen game winning streak, which is really, really crazy.
0: What is the record? 18?
3: Uh, 29.
0: Oh, I was way off. Okay. 29. No, no, no.
3: Sorry. I don't know the record. Sorry, sorry.
0: Um, so currently on a sixteen game win streak. Uh what what do you what's your thoughts on them doing that? To an all-star game. Is it going to be pretty tough to come back. And start off where they left off. Or is it going to be easier that they're rested up. And ready to go again.
3: I don't know. It all depends on how the teams. um, Take their break. Mm -hmm. There are going to be some of the teams. That will be still training. Or some that get the whole. Nine days off.
0: Gotcha. So it is nine days total.
3: Well. I know that for the the central division, yes. Gotcha. The games don't start, I believe, until the 6th of um, February, so about Uh, nine days, I guess.
0: The longest undefeated streak in NHL history belongs to the 1979-80 Philadelphia Flyers, who went unbeaten for 35 consecutive games. Correct. That is right. Long ways ways from that, but um, still making a good push. I mean, you don't really hear of too many teams in NHL going, you know, more than 10 usually, right, or anything near that.
3: Yeah, it's just been crazy. Like, the fact that how how bad they were doing at the beginning of the season, McDavid and Johnny's title were not producing at all. And they were like – I believe at one point they were like – they had 10 loss, like something like like – Eight lessons in a row, mm-hmm. and then they they had between a goalie um switch up to head coach switch up um it looks like it's helped them in in the long run and yeah. it sets them at a pretty good spot right now um to push to the playoffs for our- we,
0: uh, with a sixteen game win streak they were before the win streak started they were sitting at uh, thirteen and fifteen and then real sitting straight off to get to 29 and 15. Uh, So, I mean, they went from probably below 500 out of playoff contention to right there at third place in the Pacific. So good on them, good on the front office for, you know, bringing in new guys and hiring the right guys to get them motivated enough to go on that win streak. Yeah. So currently as it sits though, uh, with the bracket today, if there was the, the, uh, Stanley Cup bracket out today, it would be in the east would be Bruins versus Red Wings, Panthers versus Lightning, Hurricanes versus Flyers, Rangers versus Maple Leafs. And in the west would be Canucks versus Predators, Stars versus Jets, Golden Knights versus Oilers, and Avalanche versus Kings. But as we all know, in any sport that that's going to change, um, just with the competitiveness of the professional sport, that's definitely going to change. But that's what they're setting at right now. Yeah. So, my question for you is: With each division, uh, we'll start with the East. Uh, Who is your pick to win uh, each division in the East between the Atlantic and uh, Metropolitan divisions?
3: I don't like so with the the um, Bruins being at thirty-one wins and nine losses. It's definitely attainable for um, Florida and Tampa. Past them, like it's definitely possible, but in hindsight, I think it's going to be Boston um, leading the Atlantic by the end of the regular season.
0: Yeah, you got nine losses, man. That's uh, that's pretty stellar for the division, for sure,
3: but also nine overtime losses, which is ends up being technically 18 losses, but we're not getting that statistical i guess
0: gotcha well i mean you get all that all that way you can i don't i don't i still don't fully understand all the the points and spreads and plus and minuses yet but if you want to throw those statistics in man you go right ahead
3: <laughs> okay and then so, um, the metropolitan yep. Ranger, the ringers um definitely been um off and on um Of course, you have the Hurricanes that are coming up with a three game win streak before the break. Um, And then the Flyers have lost five in a row. So I feel like it'd be a battle between Hurricanes and Rangers for top um, spot. And if I had to go with one team, I would honestly have to say the the Hurricanes.
0: Okay. All right. Sweet deal. Um, So you got Bruins and Hurricanes coming out of the East as the. Top spots. Um, now we can move to the West. What you got on Central and Pacific?
3: Central. Like, I feel like if the Stars don't do what they've done the last two games and blow a two-goal two, good, a two goal game and send it into overtime, I feel like if they can bring it together to where they can win um, more, more games in um, – in like keep because right now they're like the they're had the highest overtime loss team in the whole entire wait no second there's the second highest um team in um in the league in the league with um overtime losses mm-hmm. so if the stars can pick that up, I think the um Stars can jump up there and um have a tight battle um with the Avalanche for that for that top spot.
0: So basically if the stars don't go to overtime they have a good chance, right?
3: I mean <laughs> if you if you exclude the last two games where they actually won back to back, that's and it's especially with the goalie situation of uh, being hurt um for about ten games. they the stars played okay with Wedgwood, and that you finally to have it all there? Mm-hmm. And then now, um we we of course we saw um, in that Detroit game, um, Wedgwood went down with an injury, um came back um a game later on the bench, and it was all healthy, but, so cool. and I would like to give a congratulations to Jake Ottinger. For making his first um, All-Star game appearance.
0: Nice, congrats, Otter. On the Otter. Well, well deserved. Well deserved. Well, what what keeps the Avalanche or the Jets from taking the uh, the division?
3: I mean, like the Jets have have it there with um, a strong goalie with Hellebuck. Um, the Avalanche they've been switching between a couple goalies, I believe. Uh, Where the Stars have basically, unless it's a back-to-back, Otter's pretty much starting every game, which um, is really good in a way, but you don't want to make them too tired to where he can't perform um, well in the playoffs.
0: I pick hockey goalies for our baseball fans out there that aren't too familiar with hockey. I look at hockey goalies as... Uh, as baseball catchers, to where you have your main guy that's going to go about maybe seventy, eighty percent of the games, and then you're going to have your backup guy that's going to fill in, like you said, on those back-to-back days, to where uh, you don't want to wear out your your original catcher. I'm I'm assuming that's the way it is.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Like if whenever there ever there's like a back-to-back, usually the um, backup will come in and start that game.
0: Yeah, I got you. Well, that's good. Good. So we got you said Bruins and Hurricanes, and then, and then you had uh, Stars, and then we go to the Pacific. Who you got? Who are you looking Canucks, for?
3: Canucks. The Canucks are tearing it up this year. Like they're they're sitting second in the league with thirty three wins, eleven losses, five overtime losses. So not not that far behind Boston.
0: Yeah, they are currently uh, got the most wins. In NHL, with thirty three, uh, yep. Avalanche falling with thirty two, and Bruins with thirty one. Yep, ah uh, thirty. Is it thirty?
3: Uh, stars have thirty, yeah.
0: So yeah, Stars thirty and thirteen. Um, so what? Uh, you think Canucks can hold off the Golden Knights in the Pacific Division?
3: I think so because Canucks have been, um, again, uh, injuries a lot this season. So that's definitely hindering them.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, the Oilers can make a. I think they could make also make a jump, and pass um, Vegas if they keep going the way they're going. Yeah. Like the last ten games being ten zero and I was pretty, pretty damn good.
0: Yeah. So you think oil? So that that probably seems like your toughest division there: Canucks, Golden Knights, and Oilers. You think?
3: Yeah, I I agree. I got you. So
0: I think I have the no. I don't think that's total. Not this year. Sorry, I was gonna do the head-to-head between Vegas and Vancouver, which overall their head-to-head is Vegas has 18 wins and Canucks have eight. So 18 and or 18 and eight is their record with Vegas holding that all-time record over right. the. Um. So you said Canucks are tearing it up. I think so. We got Bruins, Hurricanes, Stars, and Canucks winning the division. You heard it here first on the High Heat podcast with Bryce. (laughs) So that'll take me on to my next question. Uh, What teams do you see making the playoffs, which we had originally right now statistically wise, like I said, we'll just start with the East. We had Bruins, Red Wings, Panthers, Lightning, Hurricanes, Flyers, Rangers, and Maple Leafs. Uh, does that list stay true or is there any other teams that kind of sneak in there?
3: I think they would stay the same.
0: Stay the same? Might mix up in seeding?
3: Yeah, in seeding, but I don't, like, the only team that I could think that could come back up, I don't know. I would say maybe the Flyers, I don't know. It all depends.
0: Yeah. There is a lot that can happen injury-wise, keep people going wind streaks um, exactly there could be a lot that happens which i know this is early you know halfway point it's kind of hard to make a prediction but you can kind of tell usually those top two spots usually are kind of almost in lock or they're at least the top two spots are going to make playoffs uh
3: yeah
0: uh, like you said that the east is probably going to stay the same in the west you have canucks versus predators stars versus jets uh, Golden Knights versus Oilers, Avalanche versus Kings. Do you see anybody dropping out or being added into that?
3: I would say the Kraken have a chance of getting back up in there again.
0: Yeah. Whose spot would they take, Kings? or?
3: I would say Kings, yeah.
0: I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I think I watched them play the other night, and they look pretty solid. Um, actually, I think they're playing, uh, who was it? They were down like 4 nothing and came back and won. Uh, Thinking overtime, it might have been a cracker. I might be talking about somebody else though. But yeah. that, that's
3: another crazy stat that's happened this year as to ask how many um, multi-goal um, games have been um, like up by multiple goals and then losing the game. Really? That's happened a lot this season. Like I a think, like a four like, mean, a four like a four-one win yes. sometimes turns into a five-four loss.
0: That's wild wild I think I saw some NHL analysts saying that this was the highest as of up to this date the highest scoring uh season so far up to the halfway point. I don't know the numbers on that but they said that how many goals have been scored have I been,
3: definitely definitely agree with that
0: it's been pretty wild you know a lot of five four games like you said or four three or you know six five you know something like that where usually you saw what two one one nothing.
3: Three or, like, or, like early on in the season when the Sharks were, lo- were losing like 10 to 11 nothing. Mm-hmm. That was just, I don't think I've ever seen an NHL game go that high in points.
0: Now, speaking of the Sharks, they've had a roller coaster of a season where they went like eight losses to eight straight wins to another eight straight losing streak. Like, it's either Losing for a week or winning for a week, to where they exactly. can't ever go back and forth, win loss, win win, loss loss. It's uh, they've had a roller coaster of a season, and it took them forever to get their first win. I remember that.
3: Mm-hmm. I think it was like what thirteen. 13 something like that thirteen games that.
0: Where in there, and then they went on like an eight game win streak or something like that. Right. So it's a roller coaster of a season for them for sure so far. Uh, don't know how that's going to hold up with their coaches or front office or whatnot. Either if they hold all together by the end of the year, or what, or how they're currently yes. doing. Time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. So what that brings me to uh, what is your what has been your biggest surprise as a team? What team has been your biggest surprise? I should say.
3: I'd say the Canucks.
0: The Canucks. Well, were they projected low and then they're just showing out, or just how good they actually are?
3: They're just good all around. Like they're. Um starting around for top um, PK and power play, they mm-hmm. up in there. So
0: yeah. So you got Canucks' biggest surprise. Yeah. And that would take me to what has been your biggest po- disappointment? What team is uh, you thought was going to be good this year and ended up not being too good?
3: Blackhawks.
0: Who?
3: Blackhawks.
0: Okay, I got you. What uh, what, what, what is you? What are you disappointed about with them?
3: Not, I'm not disappointed in any way. I just feel like the fact that they lost, um, Fedorich was just, it's a big punch for them.
0: Yeah, he went out with a broken jaw for what four to six weeks or something like that.
3: Four to six weeks and he sadly he is not making. He's gonna be at the All Star, but he's not able to compete. And he would have been he would have been the youngest player to ever um like I've had age to make an All Star appearance.
0: Yeah. Um what about that hit that was that he took? Uh clean, dirty? How did I, that
3: like to be honest, like as a hockey fan, I would say it was clean. Um it's just like Moving on to your next question about Bedard, mm-hmm. um, I definitely say like, will he be scared now into making pressure plays, because of this injury?
0: Yeah, I know. I know there's a lot because. of players. that do get injured. They do get a little timid. Um, and then there's other players that go right back to the way they used to play. So exactly. But that does bring us back into our next topic about Connor Bedard. Um, you know, come come in, number one pick, uh, highly recruited, uh, known as a phenom, supposed to be, you know, put up against the next Wayne Gretzky, you know, type type of player. Uh, his first half, what's your thoughts on his total first half, other than his recent injury and not being able to, able to play?
3: Just, one second, let me just pluck his stats. I, I got
0: stats right here if you want to hear them. It's okay. All right. But he mm-hmm. should he should be back within, like, the first week of the All-Star game, correct? After the All-Star game?
3: He it's hard have, to because uh, he they, they did say... Um, at, at the very first, it was, like, 78 seven weeks, and now it's down to like four or six, I think,
1: yeah,
3: So right now with his current um, um, per, um, stats right now he has um fifteen goals, um eighteen assists and thirty three wait, never mind, sorry, um fifteen goals and eighteen assists, yeah um, I feel like. If he can get back onto the grind um, after his injury, I feel like he'll pick it back up again and um, I guess be his projected, um, his projected, um, go at least to it or surpass his projected um, stats for the end of the year.
0: Gotcha. As a rookie, uh, what are some of the highest stats? I should say, like you know, goals or assists. What is what's some records or something? Or do you know of any?
3: I don't really, I don't really know that.
0: Figured he would break it or not, or if he was close. I wasn't for sure um, on any of those. There, if he was going to, or if he was on pace to, or not.
3: Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, but no, I do not know anything beyond that.
0: I got you. Yeah, I think you have. Uh, so uh, Timu Salani for Winnipeg Jets in the in the season '92-'93 season, uh, says he had uh 84 games played, 76 goals, 56 assists. I'm assuming that's scoring by a rookie. Yeah. Correct. So. Got tore it up. 76 goals as a rookie. Second place, uh, oh, they did it by games or games played. Second place is 53 goals. So that's how much further he was ahead. 23 23 goals more than the second place. Yeah. And then you had Ovechkin at third. Games played, 52 goals, 54 assists. He's
3: getting pretty close to that. Yeah. So, only yeah, has, only has nine goals this season, but,
0: yeah, he's about to break what record, or
3: I think it's what? oh no, he's he so, he's getting close to um Gretzky's record for goals, yeah,
0: we got to watch uh, did he score a goal when we watched him a couple years back? Yes, he did. I think he had one, so we got to watch one of those.
3: And then we got to see my voice again. Um Yeah. Two goals, game winner. Yeah, he tied
0: it up and then game winner in OT. That was awesome, man. Couldn't rub
3: go, going towards that is that it's just crazy how how good the um pickup of Matt Duchesne has has done to that stars lineup. Yeah. Like you have you have the top line that's been like reconfigured because they're just not playing as well as that um, Dushane, Marchant, and second line.
0: Well, with, speaking of the our all-star selections and everything, do you, uh, do you think they got the all-star selection right, or did they leave anybody out that might have should have been in there?
3: I feel like, to be honest, like they definitely um, could have given um, Dushane or Robertson Duchene Robertson or hints for, for definitely for Dallas.
1: Yeah.
3: Or Pavelski, one of those, one of those guys. Um. Yeah. Um, and then of course you got um. Um, other than like I'm just trying to think like um team wise. Um,
0: do they do it by voting or do they actually go by stats and everything? Because so I like, know a lot of football and. Baseball, they started doing like let the fans vote for the All Star team. Yeah,
3: so they what they did was they had, um, um of course they had thirty players selected. Yeah, or thirty two. Once one from each team, and then the fans got to do the last
0: vote on the last bit of, them.
3: and the last I think. 10 or 11 players, I think.
0: Yeah, Uh, we did a – me and Shelby did an episode the other day and with the NFL Pro Bowl selections, they voted in a guy that had, like, no stats whatsoever and then a guy that had some good stats didn't get voted in. So I didn't know if there was some kind of situation like that with NHL where, you know, the fans just vote on popularity pretty much on who they like or how many fans. For the certain player, so not always the best players get in, which is sad because you have a great year and you might not be a big name guy and have the most fan support, but you you had a great year and put up heck of stats to make it to the All Star game and don't get voted in. I think that that sucks for that player that did put the hard work in and deserved it, but doesn't get to just because he's not as popular.
3: And another thing going with the um, the um, adding on to that is. Just for the fact that um, there'll be um, four Maple Leafs going and okay. five um, Canucks. Okay, all right.
0: So, okay. what what's your thoughts on the jerseys? Have
1: you I seen? I'm a lucky
3: at them, but I they could have done better.
0: They're kind of plain, aren't they?
3: I, I understand where they were trying to get. Yeah. But I just they just don't sit well with me.
0: Just missed it, huh? I, I think they're cool. Like you said, they're cool, but I don't think they're the best ones I've ever had. They could have definitely done better for sure. Exactly. But that will bring us to our last point. All right, this is going to be our way-too-early Stanley Cup Final Four and championship, uh, so I'm going to have you pick two teams from the east, two from the west, and then we'll just let you spill out your final bracket, what you got. So from the east, who's your final two teams to come out of the east to have a one win away from the Stanley Cup?
3: I think Boston's going to kill it again. Going to definitely die again.
0: What do you mean, like first round or?
3: First or second.
0: Uh, oh. Who do you see coming out of that division? Or I mean of uh, who do you pick the final four to be from or two from the east?
3: Final four from the east.
0: I should say final two. Uh-huh. I want I want two from the east, two from the west, and then we're gonna say who wins that and then who wins the Stanley Cup. Okay,
3: got it. Um so in terms of that, um I would say Florida again, um and then I think it's gonna be a. I really feel like it'll be a battle, um, for Florida, for Tampa Bay, and Florida. It'll be them too. Yeah.
0: The Florida's gonna send the team to the Stanley Cup. Gotcha. And then from the uh, West, two teams.
3: Stars, and probably Canucks.
0: Canucks. All right. So, who's going to win the, the battle of Florida?
3: It's so hard because they both have pretty good um, goalies. Mm-hmm. Um, their point producers are getting points pretty regular, pretty pretty regularly.
1: Yeah,
3: but I would have to go with um, Florida going back again.
0: Which one <laughs> Panthers,
3: the Panthers, yeah,
0: okay, I know they're Florida Panthers, but like the Tampa Bay is in Florida, so I didn't know which one you're talking about,
3: yeah, I could definitely see um the Panthers going back again,
0: yeah,
3: and I would have to say, probably um, four two so six games,
0: six games between those two, yeah. Okay, so to the West, Stars and Canucks, what you got there?
3: I feel like as long as the producers for the Stars um, keep doing what they've been doing, and a lot of analysts that I've heard this season are saying that the Stars have a really good chance at being a Stanley Cup contender, and I'm not just being biased to being a Stars fan, but just because of that, I feel like... um, the Stars will be going um, to the Cup again since the uh, the bubble year.
0: Yeah. I feel like the Stars have been right there for so long that they just need one more like hump or hill just to get over to start really reeling in Stanley Cup appearance after Stanley Cup appearance. And I'm just waiting for them to break through or bust that bubble and start making that, that kind of.
3: I I, I definitely feel like with the producers, um, this season of having like multiple, um, players in the um, the teen like the sixteen to twenty goal range this season, yeah. Like you got you got you got Seguin Duchesne, um, Marchment, um, and you have, um, of course. Um r Hintz, who is leading the team. Yeah. But in that case, I feel like it would be a um best of seven with the stars. Um
0: gonna go the distance.
3: The the stars um uh, making De Boer's um record of g- game seven wins. Um put it up.
0: I got you. I got you. So you got Panthers and stars in the Stanley Cup. Who you got taken at all? The, the stars.
3: Yes. I just feel like they have. This is the year they have. They have their team, and I feel like as long as goalie, as long as Archer stays healthy, all the players that have been producing stay healthy. I feel like there could be nothing stopping them because they have a lot of their defensemen who are also in like the um like I, I know you have Thomas Harley who um came on um last season with the stars up and down and this is he finally got the chance to stay up and he's actually um has 12 goals this season and he's had three overtime winning goals. With with the last two games, um, the stars have played, being um, winning in overtime against the Ducks and the um, Capitals. He he scored um, both of them.
0: The uh, overtime record doesn't scare you any, though.
3: Like, I don't know. Like it, it's not as concerning as other teams. There are teams in the league that are a little bit higher than the Stars in overtime losses, which is a good thing because, as we know, last year that was definitely their their struggle with overtimes. Yeah. But this year I think they have um, the right team to push um, all the way and um, win that cup before – Ben's contract ends at the end of this year, so.
0: Get that guy. Stay in the cup.
3: He's the longest captain to be there, so.
0: Yeah. So how many how many games between Panthers and Stars?
3: I think it would go to five, so four one. Four one.
0: Four That's one.
1: Right. Or
3: four, it's either four one or four two. I don't think. I don't think the Stars could win them to seven. I feel like they have the right team this year. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not just saying this dude. biased. I'm just. I'm just saying what, I, what I see. Um, I guess another thing is that um, my streak of watching every game is still active. What do you have to? Um. Well, last season being ninety six, and then they are. They played forty nine games this season. So. Yeah. Hundred and good. Do the quick math here. One
0: forty-two. You said ninety-six and forty-six.
3: Yeah. Oh, no. Ninety-six and forty-nine.
0: Oh, just add three, so one forty-five.
3: Yeah, and I'm I'm happy watching them, um, their highs, to their highs and lows. Yeah. But I really still feel like those producers um especially at one point the stars having the best um penalty kill. Yeah. But then it went they're down and there's there's one last little so, um take a bit about the stars is that they've um scored 90, 96 game uh goals at home. Mm-hmm. Sixty four of them in the third period,
0: that's good. Good. Well, I like Panthers. They were there last year. Uh, they lost four games to one to the Golden Knights. Um, I like your pick there. To where usually a team that you see lose in the in the championship game usually has motivation to go back. Um, so yep. it'll be tough beating them after them having that taste in their mouth of losing in the Stanley Cup championship. Uh, to go again. So, I'm I'm all for you, man. I got I hope the Stars win it too. I'd like to get down there and see a game before they get into the playoffs. Uh, I'll definitely be rooting for them. So, man, we appreciate you coming on here and spitting your knowledge and I'm so glad that you're here to pronounce all these names cuz I totally would have butchered every single one of them. <laughs> so, we appreciate you on that aspect.
3: <laughs> and in, in terms of prospects, I feel like the the Dallas Stars um Having uh, Logan Stankoven, who is who won the um, IIHF Team Canada with uh, Bedard a couple uh, you know, last year. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna be pretty close to Wyatt Johnston, um, Caliper, a player once he finally cuts that string and jumps up to the big, to the big leagues, the yeah. the big, the big stars. The, the future bright, future's bright for this right guy. Right now he's in Texas, so he's a little star. Yeah. So I feel like he can definitely be up when he gets up to the big stars. I really hope that he uh, pulls off some um, similar numbers.
0: That'd be awesome, man. I'm hoping he does. That'd be nice.
3: Well, thank you so much for having me on again.
0: Um, welcome, Thanks for coming on. Thanks for uh, I, um, and and answering all my questions.
3: Hopefully, I can be back for uh, playoffs again.
0: Yeah, we'll get you back on for sure, brother. That'll um, be cool. We'll call you out on all your missed uh, calculations, We're all on your right ones. So hopefully, you're right. Hey. <laughs> like I told Shelby, I said we won't talk about the wrong ones. We only commentate on the the ones we got right, because no one's gonna go back and check us. So we'll just comment we'll just comment on the right ones. How about that?
3: Okay. Sounds
0: good. No, sound good, brother. Nah, yeah. Man. Thanks again for joining us. No worries. Catch you later, brother.
3: Bye.
0: And we're back. We're gonna finish up with a quick little feel good. If you got time, you got time for this quick little one. It's, it's super short. Yeah,
2: quick, quick minute. We got it.
0: We we got. I don't know if you've heard of this kid, eleven year old Jeremiah Fennel from Las Vegas. This dude is a legend with the mic. Uh. He started he got invited to do all the interviews for the n f l media day and whatnot uh he was born with with some medical problems and the pretty much the doctor said his survival was very slim he had some neurological deficiencies and was born without a, a gland one of his glands in his brain uh but it hadn't stopped him yet he started making a social social media account or a youtube channel at the age of seven and Now he's 11. He's gotten to opportunity to go to the Super Bowl and do media day. And if you watch any of his interviews, man, this kid talks better than most hosts of TV shows or radio shows. And um, I just wanted to read a quick little interview he did. He said, "I, I started to do this at the age of seven years old because I wasn't able to play sports due to some medical issues. But I still like the sports environment. So I decided to hone my craft in journalism at the age of seven, and I started my YouTube channel. And yes, I do think I can keep this as a career, because I do still love the sport, and I do know a lot about it. So I think that interviewing people can be a long career for me. And this kid read it verbatim like that with no cut-ups, no nothing, solid interview. He's going to be around for a a while as an NFL or any kind of sports analyst. But if you haven't seen him, go look up one of his uh, interviews at the Super Bowl, Jeremiah Fennell. 11-year-old stud. He's going to be around for a while.
2: Heck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, be, being involved in stuff that he enjoys, even though he's been able to play it and had not been able to play it.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's making the best of your situation,
2: and he's doing the best of it for sure. Oh, for sure. Good for that young man. Hopefully he keeps at it and has a, a good, fun time doing it. Like I said, if you haven't listened to any of him, I encourage
0: you to go Google him, look him up and uh, listened to some of his interviews kid kid crushed it for sure and did a great job so but you got to go you got lunch or
2: something right you got to go meet up yeah i gotta go to the uh the wifey for lunch and uh
0: you better get there i think mine just made lunch here so i'm about to go crush some food too myself Well, oh, happy super bowl sunday you got any quick uh things you do for super bowl any things you do like every year, something for Super Bowl. There's some kind of superstition, not superstition, but like a tradition, I guess.
2: I uh, make some finger foods, you know, some queso, some little smoked, the little smoked, uh little weenies, whatever you call them, and throw some, you know, Dr Pepper barbecue in with it. Make my own little right. sauce with some brown sugar and love it. You know, maybe maybe this year I may throw some bacon in with it and just let it cook Good. in that too.
0: You can never ruin something with bacon. No, it only sure. – I think my, my my small little one is a tradition. I, I get IBC cream sodas and root beers. I don't Ooh. know why. The only time I drink it is during Super Bowl, and I'll get them for Super Bowl. And I don't know why that became a tradition, but it did. I've been doing that since college, I guess because we weren't allowed – I wasn't at the age to drink during college. So mm-hmm. I got the IBC root beers and put those up, and it's been a tradition since. So I would
2: say my, IBC and NW are the top right there. Yes. Yeah. Yes,
0: I'd agree. I'd agree. So we'll let you go so you don't miss that lunch date. And I'm going to go get some lunch myself, man. Happy Super Bowls weekend. And uh, hope it's a good game.
2: Absolutely. And our next episode, you know, everybody look for kind of a quick turnaround. Give you a little update, our thoughts and feelings on it. And we're going to shift gears because pitchers and catchers report. Was it Valentine's Day? It's
0: coming up quick.
2: Be ready, everybody, because now we're going to start our bread and butter.
0: Yep, our baseball season is upon us.
2: Uh, finally,
0: yep, we're back. We are
1: back. We are back. But we're gonna time, get Doug you know,
2: back. We've got. <laughs> <laughs> we've got some NHL to cover, which is you know a whole heck of a lot better than the old NBA, but you know, I guess we'll touch on that. But also, some college hoops coming up because Marsh Madness is around the corner.
0: Yep, and we got some NBA talk and some. PGA talk. Uh we well, like I said we're gonna have a quick episode turnaround and we'll get all that out to you soon. So have a good one, man. You too. Don't be late. Tell the wife happy birthday for me. Absolutely. We'll do.
2: And hopefully, right, uh, hopefully when you're both sides we can get together.
1: Sounds good. Definitely. All right, man. All right. We'll see you
2: Later.